0: From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Hello and welcome to The Diz Unplugged, roundtable discussion for the week of October 30th, 2012. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Kevin Close... And John Magi, the rest of them are not my good friends. (laughs) Special correspondents, Kevin John, Tommy Sandvik, and Raj Kotamal. In this week's show, Tommy Sandvik will tell us about the latest Disney rumors, and Raj Kotamal will tell us about the best snack foods at Walt Disney World. All that plus this week's news and roundtable rapid fire coming up on this edition of the Diz Unplugged.
1: You didn't mention the peanut gallery.
0: And the peanut gallery. Sorry, uh, Sean Thompson back there. uh, Dustin West on the controls. Sorry. Well, welcome to the show, everyone. Um, Housekeeping, uh, first and foremost, want to send out our thoughts, best wishes, and prayers to those of our friends in the Northeast who have been dealing with, looks like a -a once-in-a-century storm. Friends Um, and family.
1: We all have family there, too. Yep,
0: and you're all sitting in the dark right now, and probably you're not going to hear this for a few days. Uh, But uh, we're thinking about you guys and it's 70 and sunny here just so I thought I'd throw that in
2: John's assistant Kathleen said it better than anybody I think she said no I'm one I'm glad un- I'm here no, well that too <laughs> she said that quietly but she said no one understands what you're feeling more than you or, or your Florida family
0: yeah that's true that's true we've been we've been there we have been there, and a lot of damage, a lot of power outages. What six million people without power as of right now?
2: Also, it sound uh, the people. It sounded scary. If you haven't been through one of these, yeah, it I, is scary. The noise alone could be very, very. It could be terrifying.
0: And this is one of those occasions where the, you know, all the the weather drama in the lead up to the storm actually proved to be accurate when they were calling this a superstorm and. That it was going to be an enormous amount of damage, and uh, all that stuff has been borne out. I don't
1: mean to make light of it, but do you watch the Weather Channel? No, I don't. Oh, we love the Weather Channel. Jim Cantore, you just wait for him to be swept away by a wave. (laughs) He keeps getting little specks
2: of foam in the side of his mouth when he talks about how high the water might go. (laughs) I'm standing in the surf. he started yesterday at 9 o'clock, and he explained to the world that he was wearing basically a scuba suit. And as the day went on, he put on more clothes over this. And I kept thinking he must be roasting in there.
0: Yeah, Really? But, uh, we're thinking about you guys. We hope everybody stays safe and, uh, gets through this as quickly and safely as possible. Um, want to remind everyone about our, uh, two of our special ABD trips next year, spirit of America, Washington, DC, Philadelphia, uh, taking place in May. And of course, um, once Upon a Fairy Tale, the Germany trip, uh, taking place in September. We have details on that on our show notes page, podcast.wdwinfo.com. You can learn more about those trips and sign up. And uh, one of the perks of uh, joining those trips is you get to deal with Kevin. Kevin handles your reservation. Yay. And uh, Kevin is the king of ABD. <laughs> he is. No one have... no one books more ABD than Kevin does.
2: Uh, the Germany trip. The Germany trip this past year has been one of ABD's most popular. I had a couple who wanted to book uh, Germany back in April and May, and there were not two spots available on any Germany trip this summer. So it's extraordinarily popular. So if you want to go, let me know quick.
0: Yep, absolutely. And just want to remind everyone about our YouTube channel. Got to help Dustin keep his job. Yeah, and a lot of a uh, lot of videos went up this week. Um, we have a video of Epcot's 30th anniversary fireworks. The last five minutes of the normal illumination show were these incredible fireworks. Uh, they were amazing. Just they were amazing. Uh, we have the full Country Bear Jamboree show up there, the new one, uh, now that it's been redone. Right. And of course, uh, Dustin's Fantasyland sneak peek uh, <laughs> all went up this week. And um, if he stops being lazy, he'll get more up.
3: Uh, I got two more that can uh, go up very shortly.
0: And uh, what what can we look forward to there, uh, Dustin?
3: We have the Voyage of the Little Mermaid. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. Is that the show? At the, voyage of Little Mermaid is at Disney Hollywood Studios. Right, yeah, we have that, and we also have the new Mermaid Ride in Fantasyland.
0: <clears throat> it's a Mermaid Week, so it's Mermaid Week. Yeah, coming up on our YouTube channel. Links to that in the show notes page as well. Anything else for housekeeping?
1: Do you uh, want I'm sorry.
4: Yeah, I do actually. Teresa wanted me to mention the Flatty. Uh, flighty vacations for give kids the world
0: uh, we're still accepting uh
4: orders for those and actually we're up to 300 so pete made that offer last week so
0: well guess what something else came in um i received an email yesterday from uh, nancy Dobrovolsky, um, and one of our listeners and good friends who said her and her family are going to match my thousand dollars wow. wow. so wow. not only will i match wow. the uh the the next $1000 but so will the Dubarwalkis. That's amazing. And so we have a chance That's by the nice. end of November to raise another $2000 for Give Kids the World with these flatty vacations. So I want to send out a huge thank you to the Dubarwalki family for uh for their generosity in doing that and uh you know so we're uh we're rocking and rolling, so I'm glad that that helped. That that helped uh,
4: pick it up some. Yeah, for sure. And uh, there's a link on the show notes page to uh, go and order those. It's super easy. There's
0: a page dedicated for it. So that's Sean himself created. I did, among many other. <laughs> All right, thank you for that, Sean. What else do we have for housekeeping?
1: I have uh, podcast cruise 4.0 information. Woohoo! Uh, it is coming up fast. We're working oh, God, on. I know. F- I know. <laughs> I we're working on finalizing the schedule, and this year we're doing something different. We're doing more listener more dizzer events than we are podcast events so if you have an event you'd like to see us put on the schedule for podcast cruise 4.0 please send me an email john at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com dot com and i will do my best um, i don't know if i can get any more space out of disney for this cruise for something new but if you have something already planned, we can try to get it on the schedule.
0: We can also do fun little meets just in certain areas of the ship, right? We can just take them over. We have a couple
2: and we'll of try and plans
1: as already
0: as we can. Yep. I would like to do a smokers' meet. <laughs> yeah, outside, uh, outside Meridian on the smoking deck. Excellent. And John will pay for drinks.
1: <laughs> no, he won't.
0: John, Cristal for everyone. That's John's middle name.
1: It's coming out of give kids the world money. Oh <laughs>
0: give kids Cristal. <laughs> Give kids a drink. I'll match that. That's my, my new charity. Give kids a drink. <laughs> He's joking. <laughs> These are jokes. Do not send us emails. Because <laughs> um, then
2: we talk about you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. What else do we have? Anything? All right. Before we move on to the news, why don't we uh, spend a little time getting uh, to talking to our uh, our special guests, get to know a little bit more about them? Uh, Kevin John. Um, Kevin, you uh, you sent an email in or voicemail in some time ago about the anniversary, and uh, we acknowledged during that that you were uh, an artist mm-hmm. and right. uh, a sports artist at that. That's Talk right. a little bit about what you do.
1: Well,
5: I uh, for 25 years now, uh, I've been a professional artist, and I provide... Um, Portraiture, action portraiture for pro athletes and their teams. Right. Uh, For various, uh, you know, both for personal consumption and um, promotional use by the team, that sort of thing. Uh, So it's taken me all over the country. Uh, ESPN has featured me. I've done some work here uh, on Disney property with the um, Disney ESPN Club and whatnot, uh, Super Bowl, that sort of thing. And uh, so that's kind of what I do, but that's my job. Right. You know, um, in my free time, I'm a Disney enthusiast, you know, and I'm a huge uh, fan of the Diz. And it's, uh, it's just really uh, quite amazing to be sitting here and, uh, and talking with you all. Um, I'm originally, I live here in Florida now, but I'm originally from uh, Northeast Pennsylvania, Erie, Pennsylvania and uh as i was telling dustin earlier you know this was kind of a weekly thing for me where i would uh, way back when we had just ipods you'd have to download the show mm-hmm. onto the ipod and plug it in and i'd either cut my lawn or shovel my snow while listening to the <laughs> diz and this goes back years and years from the from the very first show so it's uh it's really wonderful to be here and um so you yeah, know so that's who i am
0: well it's great to have you thank you tommy has been on the show before yep. so you guys have kind of gotten to know him but how about a little bit more information tommy why don't you tell us the 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 the, the gruesome details
6: <laughs> the gruesome details um well yeah, i have a i have a full-time it job and um uh, i uh became involved in disney when um my high school band marched um yeah, my senior year uh into magic kingdom and that just kind of kicked everything off and uh really i didn't know that yeah yeah that that's really what what got it prior to that i had been here in 95 and i honestly i got lost in the magic kingdom my group left me i was 10 years old and uh so it wasn't a very good experience (laughs) uh i really couldn't care less to go back again and uh then it just kind of changed with the the chemistry of our class um in band and um Then, uh, you know, one semester of college at a suitcase college wasn't for me. I I wanted the bigger life, so I came down on the college program, and then, you know, the rest is pretty much history. (laughs) And colleges uh, for luggage? <laughs> uh, care. There, no, no. I mean to Worked say that walks. yeah, like ev- he was every Louis Vuitton wing.
2: <laughs> I was just gonna say I might have to enroll as an adult.
6: Yeah, yeah I, I was in this, this this college that just on the weekend everybody went home, but I was kind of out of driving range to make it reasonably. Sometimes so it's a lot of driving for just one weekend, and so I was just I was so bored and miserable and no one around. So and I said, "Well, go back to what I love." So uh, pretty much. Did that and did the college program, went home, finished my degree, was a campus rep, and uh, came back. You know, I knew from the time I left Disney, I wanted to come back and live here. So um, so that's what I did. And how long have you been down here now? I, almost four years, four years in January. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. So um, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. I've been uh, on the Diz since uh, 2008. I was looking at a. Um, uh, doing a trip down here and i was actually looking for romantic ideas and a google search led me to the diz and i discovered this whole world <laughs> so yeah. um you know from that and i'll I tell you when i was uh stuck in wisconsin in the cold these shows got me through <laughs> these shows got me th- i was i was refresh 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 waiting for that podcast when's it downloading? to go when's, it downloading? when's it downloading and I, i'd listen to it at my uh, my intern job and I, i'd have it you know, in my like little room there, right? The video editing and, uh, you know, it definitely kept me entertained. <laughs> so, uh, that's kind of my history with the Diz and, and with Disney and, um, I, uh, forgot what you were going to say. Yeah, we'll say that. We'll wait must for not, the next time. Must
0: not have been important. Oh, that's right. I'm radioactive. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's an old Steve Martin bit. All right, Tommy, thank you very yep. much. Raj Kodamal. Um, your first time here, our newest uh, correspondent, and I was intrigued when uh, when you signed up that uh, you, you, you have a passion for snack food, which I thought was hysterical. I thought that was great.
7: So I have a passion for food in general. Um, initially, I always wanted to, to talk about stuff outside of the park. Then I thought, well, no, this is the is. So we have to talk about food inside the park. So um, uh, interesting tidbit about how I started when I moved to Florida was I wanted to see what happened behind the curtain. So went to Disney, walked up the cast ramp, and got a um, position. It happened to be during Food and Wine Festival. Oh, really? First one, 2009. And I thought, well, isn't this just fitting? I love to eat. And they're putting me in the Food and Wine Festival. So (laughs) while I was here looking for a day job, I did that uh, in the evenings. And um, it's been Disney ever since. And uh, I came across the podcast when my sister was planning a, a vacation down here with my niece and my nephew, and she was like, have you heard these guys? They're hilarious. So ever since uh, 2007, I've been listening to you guys. So
0: wow. And how long have you been to Florida since, oh nine? No,
7: 2006. 2006,
0: yeah. okay. And, and you know, in terms of your, your food passion, what are some of your favorite places? What are some of your
7: – In we'll Orlando talk- or on the – in, in general. Yeah on, yeah, on property in Orlando. So, of course, the food trucks have made a huge uh, impact in the Orlando area. They've got associations now. I think there's two or three of them. Um, it's almost like mafioso-ish in, in the way that they book their events now. Um, but they've got some some really interesting food that's very accessible uh, from a price perspective. Mm-hmm. I'm not one of those folks that wants to spend $400 on one meal because I'd rather go to the mom-and-pop shop where somebody's grandma's in the back using her recipe from when she was 12 years old and learned it from her I grandmother agree. to eat at those places. So um, Mexican, there's El Tenampa. There's two of those on 192. Yeah, and I
6: go to there. I one go there a lot.
7: South Orange yeah. Blossom Trail right by the Costco there. Um, Japanese food, really accessible. Uh, there's Sushiology up on International Drive tucked away place behind a couple of Brazilian restaurants. So there's a lot of food in Orlando. It's matured over the last few years. Mm -hmm. I agree. um, Yeah, so it's it's getting much better. Speaking of food trucks,
1: have you heard about the big food truck event November 3rd over at Universal? I was
7: reading about it the other day. It sounded really interesting. It's like a big... So festival? Do I you think. know who's throwing that one? Is that going to be food truck bazaars or the Corleone. <laughs> Don Corleone? It is Don Corleone. Okay, so <laughs> truck mafia. So yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah. Mafia. So there there is a few events every week. Tasty Tuesdays in downtown Orlando in the Milk District. Okay, this is
0: all new to me. Didn't know wow, that. Was, yeah. I had never it's heard good. the word food truck. truck. I think of food truck. I think roach coach.
7: Roach. No, no, sir. You have to see some of these. They are fantastic. The food that comes out of them. I mean, everything from chicken hearts. Roasted, no, don't make that face yet. Um, salted chicken hearts to. Oh, they're salted? That makes it better. Yes, absolutely. Are they wrapped in bacon too? They cheeseburgers that have ham, fried egg, chopped up hot dog, the burger, cheese, lettuce, tomato, mayonnaise, ketchup. I mean, it, the thing is, you know, four inches tall, and you have to fight with yourself to get it in your mouth. To barbecue that just. I love put it in a blender. Melts off the blender and I'll talk the bowl
0: put it in a blender and drink yeah, it yeah <laughs> so
7: lots of like I said Orlando's maturing from the um, what we have in Winter Park with the uh, some of the restaurants that are over there mm-hmm. um, Ravenous Pig to these food trucks that are... Is he calling his name? Really just... <laughs> he looked directly at you, Kevin. Well, so, in my mind, <laughs> the ravenous pig is behind you. So, Because I'm not sure By which me? direction Winter <laughs> Park is right now. So,
1: Behind every great
2: man is the ravenous pig. <laughs>
7: That's what they say. I so <laughs> thought this
2: was going to be easy, didn't
0: you, Raj? <laughs> <No, I, laughs> he's in the room five minutes, and he's already hurling insults. Um... <laughs> Well, awesome. Thank you so much for joining us, Rod. Looking forward to your My segment pleasure. as well this week. So why don't we go ahead and uh, turn it over to Johnny with the news. All
1: right. Our first news story. Orlando International Airport ranks number 11 for TSA thefts.
0: <laughs> I love this.
1: A new report from ABC News ranks Orlando International Airport is number 11 in theft by the TSA, Transportation Security Administration. The airport had 11 TSA agents fired for theft from 2002 to 2011. In ABC's investigation, an iPad that went missing from the airport security checkpoint was tracked to an Orlando TSA agent's home. Mm. The The report showed the Miami International Airport as number one for TSA thefts. They had 29 employees fired as a result of thefts from 2002 to 2011. So it's not the
2: other passengers you have to worry about.
0: It's the TSA.
2: I got to tell you, though. Let's think about it. It's 2002 to 2011. That's nine years and they fired 11 people.
0: Exactly. And um, know, I was just going to say, that- you know, I, I I fly quite a bit, uh, quite a bit. And I fly out of Orlando International every time. I have never dealt with a rude TSA agent at OIA sometimes they're not the friendliest people, yeah, they plan disinterested they're, at worst. But they're never rude. Well, sometimes they're annoyingly friendly. And they can be very well, <laughs> yeah. I'll take that any day of the week. Yeah. Um, but isn't that and, when
7: they're investigating you, when they start talking to you?
0: Well, even but even then, even when you're getting pulled out of line, they're very professional, they're very respectful. You know, if you're nice, you're professional with them, they're going to be professional with you. And I've even seen them when people were freaking out on them, keeping their calm. Um, I go through when I go through security, I'm going through with cameras, computers, jewelry, you name it. I've never had a problem.
2: Well, the other thing I think is if they are investigating me, I'm going through with nothing to hide. so investigate exactly. away
0: right exactly look for
2: whatever you want. I'll, I'll I want you
0: whatever you whatever you right. have to do you know and I, I know some people refer to it as security theater and maybe it is but you know what I'll take it over nothing. I'll take it over nothing and if that's your job and that's what you have to do, then absolutely, can I open your bag? Of course, you can open my bag. You, take everything out. I don't care. If you want to go through it? Go through it. I don't have a problem with that. But I'm I, I just. My point is that you know. Okay, maybe there there have been some incidents, but like you said, Kevin, nine years, eleven incidents. I mean,
2: what company hasn't fired eleven employees in nine years?
0: Yeah. So
2: it's not like you know you're gonna go running through theft city. It's not like you know there's pickpockets. At TSA, I just think, you know, there are people who make bad choices and do th- bad things, but 11 in nine years doesn't strike me as
0: particularly bad. Right. And, and I think sometimes, you know, you have news organizations that are just reaching for a sensational story.
2: Well, all you had to do was watch yes- the news yesterday about this storm. It wasn't just
0: good enough that it was
2: bad. It had to go to terrifying and horrifying and, you know, apocalyptic and a frankenstorm. So there's never... Frankenstorm,
0: yeah, I love that one. <laughs>
2: even today, you can tell there's some disappointment in the news people because the water didn't come back up as high as they thought it would. Now, one of them said, well, it's great that it didn't. They all seem disappointed that it wasn't as yeah. high as they thought it was going to be. So I think you're right. I think this is, I think this is overplayed. This story is kind mm-hmm. of overblown.
0: So, all right. What's next?
2: All right. Our second new story. We weren't judging you that you picked this story.
1: Listen, I take none of it personally. Okay, good. He just
0: reports the facts. (laughs) Me too. Just the facts.
1: Okay, Edward R. Come on. Facts that I've kind of written. Uh, Walt Disney World adds thousands of jobs and building boom. Disney's total Florida employment is now up to 66,700 as a result of expansions and capital investments at the Walt
6: Disney World Resort. I have a new number to give.
1: There's a 14.2... Then 66,700...
6: Yeah, well, I always said, you know, people would say, how many people? said 63,000. Oh, so now, I see. now we have a new number.
1: There's a 14.2% increase since bottoming out at 58,400 in 2009. Employment at the Central Florida Theme Park rose due in large part to the completion and implementation of several initiatives, including the March launch of the more than $900 million Disney Fantasy cruise ship out of Port Canaveral, spurring the creation of an estimated 500 direct and indirect jobs in the region. The company then began opening the $350 million Disney's Art of Animation Resort uh, that will support approximately 750 full-time jobs. Disney is now opening the biggest chunk of the $425 million Fantasyland expansion in the Magic Kingdom, which, upon build-out in 2014, will support an estimated 800 new positions. Wow. Altogether, Disney, the largest single-site employer in the country, now employs 66,700 people in Central Florida, 42,400 full-time, 24,300 part-time workers.
0: Wow. It's nice okay, 66,700, nice. Go to the next story. (laughs) Actually, (laughs) I'm
4: curious to see if that number includes the seasonal people they just lost because... They just lost, I've heard rumors of up to 8,000 cast
0: members. Because their new policy just kicked in. Yeah. Well, define what that new policy is for us.
4: Yeah, so uh, seasonal cast members have to get um, 150 hours in a year, in a rolling year. So they check it every quarter. And so this went up from previously, and it was anywhere between like 40 hours a year. And so... They lost a lot of people, I think, on October 1st. So, And I've heard it was close to 8,000 people. So that would make a huge dent in that number.
1: This report was actually very recent. I mean, I just got it off. I think it's Sunday it came out. So, I mean, it could be that their facts were behind this,
6: well, this they, layoff, but it includes... Well, who the, knows if they want, you know, people to know that, exactly, they, yeah. you know that they're they're cutting out their seasonal people that they once relied on to fill those gaps, and uh, they're deciding it's too much money to train those people, keep them up to date with operational uh, guidelines and such. So, there's, there's you know, it's a way to, they're trying to cut them loose. I mean, that's my opinion.
2: Well, they also... I knew people who would get a job with Disney just to get their annual pass, and they would work... Four
6: times a year. Right. That's true. There are are the people that work the system.
5: I know. I I saw an impact, though. Uh, I just went right after this October 1st um, date that you talk about, these seasonal employees being let go. And um, I noticed an impact where there were – I noticed it in in the ride dinosaur at um mm-hmm. at animal kingdom uh, where there were queue lines like makeshift sticks and ropes mm-hmm. set up and I started noticing that all over the park where there may have been one cast member jockeying you know what should be two or three queue lines coming down and and queuing up to get on the cars where now they have ropes and sticks where you had to go one th- through one long queue line and there was one cast member doing all the head count and shuffling people into cars and whatnot after i saw that then we noticed that throughout the park and this was after the uh, this october 1st. october 1st yeah so you, you you see the impact like from a from a fan standpoint from a visitor standpoint who's there often I saw that right away, and it it just it struck me as interesting, right? Because Disney doesn't put up makeshift queue lines. Not normally, no. And now they're queuing up for everything. You queue up for ice cream instead of people (laughs) just getting in line and waiting behind the person in front of them. Apparently, now people can't behave any longer. That's exactly what it is. Everywhere it's it was one of the topics I wanted to discuss. You know, if, if I had the opportunity, but just kind of piggybacks on what he's saying with the reduction in cast members.
0: Well. You want to see bad queuing? Go to Disneyland Paris. I was just going to say you want to see you
2: want to see we walked around looking for a cast member. Looking for one actively. And we walked all through Adventureland, Adventureland. and I think we found 3.
0: Well, interesting article in Time magazine this week about uh Disneyland Paris and how while you know it's been a boom for the French government and their investment, their investment has paid off amazingly. Um But Disney is really, really Disney has not drawn a dime out of that park because they they're having to keep bailing them out.
2: I have a different idea about Disneyland Paris this time than I did the first time.
0: I see I love I love it even more after this trip. Did you? Yeah.
2: I found I found flaws this time. The first time I went, I didn't. This time I found flaws. You want to talk about dirty bathrooms?
0: Oh yeah, well no, I I mentioned that last time too. Yeah, the Uh, bathrooms are disgusting.
2: I mean horrible. The French
0: apparently crap on the floor. (laughs) I <laughs> Apparently, that's acceptable behavior in France.
2: The other thing is, there are virtually, I don't want to say virtually, there are very few cast members to be found. And I found the ones that we did find to not be all that friendly. Well, that's,
1: you know, indicative of dirty bathrooms you were in
0: and. Yeah, we were in France, exactly. However,
2: I didn't find that in Paris. Yeah, we didn't. And find I hear f- all about how the French people are unfriendly. I think there's a huge cultural difference. And I think if you go there looking for Americans, you're going to be disappointed. If you go there looking to talk to French people, you won't have any problem. However, at Disneyland Paris, you expect a Disney park. So you expect it to live up to the reputation that Disneyland, Walt Disney World, those parks have. And it doesn't, in my opinion.
0: Right, right. So. All right. You ready? Talk, 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 talk. Okay.
1: <laughs> Disney Cruise Line passengers impacted by Hurricane Sandy. Passengers aboard both the Disney Fantasy and Disney Dream were impacted by Hurricane Sandy this past week. Passengers on the Disney Dream experienced rough waters and missed several ports of call as Sandy made landfall in the Bahamas. Many passengers reported being sick from the motion and fearful as the ship tossed and turned. Passengers on the Disney Fantasy reported experiencing high winds and large swells that moved furniture and caused damage in common areas. At one point during the night of the cruise, Captain Tom came over the PA system, asking everyone to stay in their staterooms for safety. First-hand reports say some guests were so worried that at one point, they put on their life jackets and congregated in the atrium, not being able to sleep and too afraid to stay in their
0: staterooms. Help a adventure.
1: (laughs) Pictures and video are now appearing on the internet that show damage to the interior of the Disney Fantasy, mostly concentrated in the sh- in the shopping areas yeah,
4: mm-hmm. where displays were it.
1: toppled and merchandise was scattered on the floor. As compensation, Disney Cruise Line has offered passengers on these sailings a 25% discount on a future three, four, five, or seven night Disney Cruise Line reservation. Passengers on the Disney Fantasy have the option of taking a 25% discount on a future stay at Walt Disney World Resort up to seven-ninths in length. Guests were told to contact Disney Cruise Line after the 29th to to receive their
0: discount. Okay. Here's my thing. If you're going to get on a cruise ship in October, you have to understand there is a possibility there will be a hurricane or a major seasonal storm in the Atlantic at that time. It's the reason cruises in September and October tend to be a little less expensive than the ones other times of the year. But Disney does and always has everything they can to avoid these storms. But when a storm is 500 miles wide. Actually, last night it was 1,100 okay. miles. Okay, even more. But let's say let's say we're dealing with a smaller storm. 500 miles, 600 miles. You can't go that far out of your way. They do everything they can to mitigate it. They base it on the best information they have at the moment. And what's coming out of the woodwork on my boards are the gimme, gimme, gimme people. They see an opportunity to sit there and pound their fist and hit the deck and and scream and yell at Disney because they want something they're not freaking entitled to. And those people, in my opinion, are the lowest forms of life. You're opportunistic. You're bottom feeders is what you are. You're bottom feeders. Disney doesn't have to give you anything. They don't control the damn weather. They gave you 25% off a of future cruise. I thought that was a really classy thing to do for something they had absolutely no control over. Now, if they were negligent and just driving through storms for no apparent reason because they didn't bother to check the weather or whatever, that would be a different story. But Disney has always done everything to preserve the experience and the safety of the ship and the passengers. And they do, do it all the time. And I get so sick and tired. That when Disney has to change something, change a port, or not go into a port, because it's not stinking safe, that you get these idiots that start, well, I should get a free cruise, and I should get this, and I should... You should get nothing. You should get a kick in the ass is what you should get.
2: Now, I have a different opinion, and I'm not talking about people who are looking for nothing, or looking for something for nothing.
1: Because they're definitely
2: out there. They're definitely out there, and I agree with you wholeheartedly. If you sign up for a Disney cruise, you understand that inclement weather could happen. Mm -hmm. The other cruise lines that dock at Port Canaveral stayed out further at sea another day. My problem is that as a passenger, I should expect you to do what makes me comfortable and is safe. However, if you've seen the pictures online huge tables, the size of the table we're sitting at, are flipped upside down. If you're in weather that's flipping heavy display tables upside down, and people are sitting in the lobby in their life preservers, in my opinion, you've made a tactical error. I'm not suggesting that anybody get anything for free. If I was on the cruise, I wouldn't want anything for free. I would want to know, they should have stayed at St. Thomas another day. This wasn't an unexpected thing. This wasn't a squall that happened overnight. We knew it was coming for weeks beforehand. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, Disney should have made the same decision that the other cruise lines made to stay out of the storm for another day. I don't think you have a right to terrify your guests by going into a storm that you know is already bad. And I understand. I also... Now, this is hearsay. Please, don't... This is right, just we hearsay. not there, so we don't know. I wasn't there. But it's my understanding that the comment was made that we didn't think it was going to get this bad. And I believe that, though. I do, too. But you know something? If the possibility is there that it's going to get that bad, don't do it. And all I'm saying is that... I don't think anybody deserves anything for free. I thought the 25% gesture was very nice. In my opinion, Disney made a tactical error and should have stayed out. I understand that people were going to be inconvenienced. Millions of people are now inconvenienced. 8,000 more, the 4,000 on the ship and the 4,000 waiting to get on the ship. 8,000 more people would not have made a dent in the number of people that are inconvenienced. Yeah,
0: but Disney can't consider like the inconvenience of the Northeast and all... Uh, right. you know, th- those But th- the I mean, other
2: cruise lines look, took their com- passengers into account, and I'm not a big Carnival fan. Carnival stayed docked. And I think that, in my opinion, that was the wiser choice. If you're in water that's flipping tables upside down, can you imagine how terrified we would have been? And
0: I don't imagine that... I'm sorry for as much as we have worked with Disney cruise line, as much as we have seen behind the scenes and how decisions are made, especially on the shore side, part of it, I will not subscribe to the concept that they knew it would get that bad and still allow the ship to go through it anyway. Um, maybe they had, maybe they were working off bad information. Clearly, maybe they were working with bad information, but I won't, I won't subscribe to some of what I'm hearing online that this was some kind of craven and dispassionate decision oh, I don't believe that, either. that Disney made. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, they don't control the weather. And when weather impacts one of these cruises, I have been on, Walter and I were on a Mediterranean cruise, that a storm, a freak storm came out of nowhere that they didn't think was going to affect the ship we ended up driving right through it, and, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, they're, they're screaming at people to get off the deck because the ship's listing like mad doors on, the like the towel bins on the deck are literally flying off and flying overboard. I mean, it was crazy. Water's coming down coming down the, the stairs. Um, Unexpected weather, I agree with. Nothing, you
2: can't control that. You have no control over it. This was a known storm. This was done. You knew about it a week and a half in advance. I think to myself, if why did Disney make this decision when Carnival and Royal Caribbean and the other ships stayed out? What information did they have that Disney didn't?
6: have? I don't know. I have to wonder if it goes back to when, just from Disney's point of view, they made a calculated decision, and I wonder if it goes back to when they had the experience with a ship being delayed but um, in Castaway Key. Remember that? And then they, had, they, they sent a the whole bunch of people, had to put them up overnight to give them ticket to Epcot. They had to bus them out to, to Epcot, and then they had to you know deal with all the flight problems of people. So I wonder if they looked at the information and thought, it's not going to be as bad. We'll get through it. People will be uncomfortable. But we'll get through it. And in the long run, overall, less people will be inconvenienced. And, you know, because you know that if there was a a true safety issue on the ship, that they wouldn't go through it. And also... I wonder if they just made that calculated decision saying... So if if it's a
2: financial uh, decision, or uh, uh, so you're not inconvenienced. If your guests are sitting in the atrium wearing your life preservers, you've made a mistake. Okay, Okay. and if you come
0: back in a day later... And the day you're supposed to come in, the airports are open and you can get out. And the next day, the airports are going to be closed and you can't. Having your your guests sit in an airport for three days, waiting for a flight out. I mean, that may have been a consideration in this, too. Um, You have 4,000 people on a ship, most of whom are getting on planes. If the ship gets in at 8 o'clock Sunday morning or whatever it was, they're going to get out. If the ship comes in eight o'clock Monday morning, they're going nowhere. I think
1: we're I think we're speculating a lot at what Disney knew. Right, you know. and my and
0: my issue my issue more I'm sorry to interrupt you, but my issue more is with the people right. who yeah. are. You know, not the people who are saying, "Look, that really sucked," and I'm really kind of pissed off at Disney. I I don't have a problem with those people. I understand that you you spent all that money on a cruise, and, and you know you had a bad experience. And even though it wasn't Disney's fault, you still had a bad experience. I understand that. It's the people who are who are banging the banging the desk saying, I should get this and I should get that and I should get this. And they're calling Disney and they're complaining and they're yelling and they're screaming about this because, I, in my opinion, they see an opportunity to get a free yes, Exactly. I, and I mean, I'm going
2: to take this a step further. Disney has trained people to do that. Yes, they have. Yes, they have. Yes, they yes, have.
0: They have. <laughs> yes, but it they still have. doesn't excuse them from the behavior.
2: Let me Let me just throw this out there. First of all, I want to say
1: that um, there's several people on the boards who are just reporting their story. And, not and I'm not somebody.
0: talking about them. Right, I'm not talking about them.
1: And my heart goes out to them because that's yes, absolutely a horrible experience. One of the things someone proposed was the idea of compensation is to make you whole. You've had something that's impacted you and you've had a negative experience to make you whole. Why wouldn't Disney say, okay, you know what? Instead of 25% off a of future cruise, why not give them 25% off of this cruise? And say, you know what? 25% of your time was inconvenienced.
0: But again... That,
1: that seems to be where a lot of people not, are saying... They
0: weren't inconvenienced because Disney failed to do something. It wasn't inconvenience because the ship broke down. It wasn't inconvenience because... Disney failed, to, in my yes, opinion. Yes, they
2: did. They failed. They went through a storm. They could have stayed out another day, and you know something? And then if you're inconvenienced at the airport, then you can blame the weather. That's not anybody's fault but the weather. But for Disney to make a decision now, that the I other cruise lines because, didn't you know, make, I, then what happens is you've got people sitting in the, the I'm gonna, atrium. I,
0: I, I disagree. My brother, sister-in-law, and niece are down here now. They were supposed to leave Monday to go home. Um, there was they, they tried to get flights home Sunday, and they couldn't. Because nobody was giving up their seats and everything was booked. And it, um, I'll tell you now. I'll tell you right now. Um, and we've had this experience, too. You're here or you're someplace else. And a major storm, when they're saying this could be the storm of the century, is barreling toward your house. And you're a thousand miles away. You want to be home. You want to be home.
2: I agree. You don't with
0: want to be stuck in an airport, so I don't know. And look, and we're speculating here because I don't know what Disney's thought process was. I will not default to the position that Disney uh, did this intentionally or that Disney uh, yeah. even screwed up. That that they there. I'm sure there were reasons why, if other ships stayed out, that Disney didn't. There, whatever the case is, it's still weather related. It's still weather related. And I have a
2: question to ask you, and I promise I'll let this drop. If you were on a cruise where you were scared enough that you sat in the atrium in your life preserver, mm-hmm. would you feel the same way?
0: Yeah, I would, yes, absolutely. I would. Because I have been on cruises where I've been scared. And sat where,
2: in the lobby with your life preserver? Well,
0: not sat plane, in lo- the lobby. Adventure? No, not, not sat in the lobby with my life preserver, but I have been on cruises where the weather has been extraordinarily bad, and I was concerned. Same and I don't blame the cruise line for that unexpected
2: bad weather I would agree with you knowing that there's any 16, bad weather they
0: don't control the weather but driving
2: into it they do control
1: Well, it. here's the thing though when you look at some people took screenshots of the path the ship took and one of the things that they did was when they came back they went very close to shore um, to try to come back up in a safe man. what I think was in a safe manner and I think what happened was that's when they got misinformation
0: and you don't or the think, storm moved in a way. You don't think that the, the, the you know they're. they're I don't they're, think they drove. Let me a, just say
1: one thing. I don't think they drove through a hurricane to get from point A. to point B. Of course, they didn't B. drive through a hurricane. So that's I think the right.
0: they well, they look. You have a projected path for a storm. I don't care who you are. The National Dam Weather Service can't predict what these storms are going to do within an hour of when they do it. They have a general idea. They have a good idea. But other cruise lines
2: didn't do it.
0: Well. I don't know what to tell you. Do with you that. think
2: their folks weren't inconvenienced? Other cruise lines made the decision not to come back into port that they day. They might have had information,
1: or they might have. <laughs> so, landed. I think.
2: All I think to myself is, if other inform- if that information was out there, Disney made a different d- decision than Royal Caribbean and Carnival. It's my only point.
5: I, I, I think to Pete to support Pete's argument, and just in terms of what I think he's speaking about is not o- overall, in general, all the all the. The cruisers that were on, but that certain segment of people that are complaining about that Disney didn't do enough, they're looking at, at this as looking a money for grab. Some, exactly. I don't think that any decision that Disney made, be it stay out for another day. Or go I don't through disagree the thing, with you at all. Though. These yeah. folks are not going to be happy with any decision. All you have to do so is you,
2: stand in line at any guest services <laughs> desk yeah, yeah. and yeah. you will see Disney it's, train their guests that the louder you scream, the more they'll give you to shut up.
5: Mm-hmm. And to, to a point. I, and I think that that's, I, be, uh, it's becoming normal that whether you're in the parks or on a cruise, that, that these folks are becoming more and more entitled. And they, they've learned To game the system, if you will, that if you are loud enough and if you do cause as much of a fuss. Your first time, your second time, you're going to get some free stuff or you're going to get some fast passes but or now whatever. They, they're, now they uh, now it. they track it and at that third time, Mr. and Mrs. Jones or whomever you are, get out. Get
2: out. I we don't need you. I stood at Chef's de France with a reservation and watched a man walk up to his family with his family and scream at the hostess. No one tracked him. Mm. He screamed at the hostess loud enough that she sat him ahead of everyone else.
5: Wow. Wow.
2: Everyone do you remember this? I do. I was there. So Disney's training their guests. I'm not even talking that you get merchandise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You get to do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. He wanted to sit down when he wanted to sit down. And I don't disagree with you at all that there are people, that are, there are going to be opportunists who are going to take advantage of any opportunity. All I'm saying, I'm, I've said it enough. You understand what sure, my point sure. is. I'm not I, agree, trying
1: to be- I agree with Kevin. What he said was that... This is also damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. Exactly. No matter what decision Disney would have made, they would have been wrong in someone's eyes. So they have to make that decision when push comes to shove, and this is a decision they made, and they oh, have to now live with how that is hold being a hold, out,
5: hold an entire ship back another day, and again, in a, uh, disable those those people from being able to get to their homes or inconvenience, that certain segment of people that you're going to have anyways, plus those other folks that were scared. Carnival with and the, Royal
2: Caribbean did the same thing. It, they made that decision. And, and
5: they made that decision. They decided, okay, lesser of two evils. You know, I think Disney, again, looked at it and I also want a ship I, or, or I, a segment. I
1: also want to point out one other thing that's been reported or not reported or it, it's in part of this story. First of all, there were no deaths. Thank God. Right. Nobody thank died. Yeah. Second, there were no quote unquote serious injuries. There were people with bumps and bruises. There were people who uh, had sprains, but nobody broke a bone. Nobody, you know, lost consciousness. So I think that's part of the story.
0: While it may have been scary, how bad was it really? While it may have been scary, um, and I'm not taking away from that, I'm not taking, that must have been terrifying. Mm -hmm. But if nobody's dead and nobody's seriously injured, how bad was it really?
6: I, it, one one thing that I want to say is what what bothers me about the whole situation is that because the other cruise lines, because um, I, I see both sides here, but because the other cruise lines opted to stay behind, the one that's on CNN saying cruise ship gets rocked by a hurricane is Disney Cruise Line, mm-hmm. and well, that, that shouldn't surprise it's you. It's a sexy it, story. Well, you know, but hmm. but had they just stayed a lot behind like everybody else, then that wouldn't be just Disney Cruise Line that hung behind. They would have been gone thin. Now you've got videos that are going to associate with the Disney yep. brand, and I don't like that because oh, yeah, I, think- I am a huge proponent of Disney Cruise Line. Well, huge. Here's, here, here's the thing. That's the um, one thing.
0: This part, of the, this part of the argument and discussion requires more information yes. as to what the decision-making process on Disney's yeah. part was. Before you can say they made a good or a bad decision, regardless of the outcome, there, there must have been a reason for it. There must have been a reason right. they chose to do what they did, where other cru- cru- cruise lines didn't. That I don't know. What I do know is that I see people trying to get something for nothing, and yeah. that's my point.
2: I don't have any information that either. I don't want to make it sound and, like And you
0: know, and and for as terrifying as it was, you know, you got twenty people coming off the ship in stretchers. Okay, then we've we've screwed up big time. Some bumps and bruises and some sprains. I'm sorry for those people. That sucks when you're on vacation. That sucks but you know what nobody died nobody's in a hospital so even if they made a bad decision and even if it was terrifying you know what nobody died so i, I at this point i'm looking at i could understand if 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 some of these people were like okay i had to go to the hospital because of what mm-hmm. they did you're giving me something for that i could almost i could almost buy into that but I was, I was terrified so because of, of weather, and it's your fault, and now give me a cruise. That is what's driving me insane. That is what's driving me insane. That's my point here. Um, without information about what the decision-making process on Disney's side was, it's really difficult to judge whether or not they made a good call or a bad call or why they made that call in the first place. It's not difficult to judge what people are doing on online right now. My boards, other boards, other places – what i'm seeing and i want to be really clear here i'm not saying everybody that has talked about this that was on those cruises that have shared it on the boards and said how terrifying it was i'm not criticizing you i'm criticizing those who are taking it to that place where they are demanding that they get something else the opportunists those are the people i'm talking about i want to be really really clear here and that's what i have a problem with cuz i hate when i see that go on and kevin is right disney does train people to do this. But they have trained people to do that out of a sense of trying to provide superior customer service. I agree. And so I will only fault them so much for that. Because Disney has trained them to do it doesn't re- excuse them from the responsibility of acting like that.
2: When I say Disney has trained them, I'm not suggesting that the people who have been trained are right. Right. I don't, uh, I agree with you. I don't believe, I think Disney went above and beyond in offering people 25%. <laughs> I don't want to keep belaboring this. I just and I don't have any information on how a decision was made. All I can do is say as a passenger, I would have been upset that Disney made the decision that Carnival and Royal Caribbean made the opposite decision. Mm -hmm. It's just an opinion. It's It's strictly that.
0: Well, who knows what we'll find out. So
1: does that make up for the crappy TSA story I did? It (laughs) (laughs) does.
2: We got a 4 hour conversation out of it. There you go. Well, that's it for the news.
0: All right, that will do it for our extended news version apparently. Mm. And uh, we're going to move on to rapid fire. I'll go first. Okay. Still at 206. That's my rapid fire. I haven't lost any weight this week. But uh, I have been getting a lot of uh, emails and uh, messages on Facebook asking me what diet I'm on. Uh, I'm not on a diet um at all. Um uh this has been a, 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 a truly a revelation for me if you want to lose weight eat less food it's amazing um, how that works um, so I'm just watching what I eat I'm staying away from you know certain foods I'm also managing my diabetes staying away from sugar um, and God Almighty the amount of sugar that I would put into my body uh, certainly uh, that that in and of itself was probably worth about 20 pounds um, and uh, just you know kind of paying attention I'm not denying myself anything I'm just not eating as much of it uh, a lot of times now, when I go out to eat, I end up coming. I eat about what half of what's in front of me, and bring the other half home. Um, and you're also keeping active, to a degree. Yeah, I'm walking. I although I haven't done any walking since we got back from uh, Europe, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know doing you know things nothing crazy i'm not like lifting weights i'm not doing aerobics i'm not well those jane you know. fonda dvds those work pretty well yeah, yeah. So you're no, like no, an, uh, yeah. i'm sweating to the oldies oh sorry. i'm sweating to the oldies i'm getting my head jane down. fonda
2: qualifies as an oldie these days
0: yeah really do um, you
2: have the thigh master
0: i don't for <laughs> the shake weight I don't.
1: Uh, I like (laughs) the thigh master
2: and shake. Don't make make fun of people who buy uh, exercise equipment.
1: What
0: I really, what I really try, uh, what what I'm trying to do this time that I have not done in the past, is find what is sustainable. I would do things to try and hurry up and lose weight uh, quickly, but things that I could not then sustain once I got to the goal weight that I wanted to. Um, that's why I'm not doing like, you know, lots and lots of exercising and stuff like that. I know myself, I know that's something I'm not going to sustain. So I'm just trying to figure out like what's comfortable for me, what I can live with, where I don't feel like I'm starving and I don't feel like I'm depriving myself of everything, even like desserts and stuff like that. I'll grab a couple of bites. Somebody orders it. I'll say, you know, order that. I'm going to take a couple bites. I get it. I don't have to literally consume the entire cake. Um, if I want pizza, we order pizza. I have two slices instead of eating the whole pie. <laughs> I am. Um, um,
7: oh, sorry. Now, are you spraying the remaining part of the pie with like glass cleaner so you don't eat it? <laughs> no, I'm making sure there are other people in the house that <laughs> will.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Um, don't invite him to our house. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what were you going to say, Dustin? <laughs> I, I, I recently
3: funny. read a, a like a journal or article um, about weight loss, and a lot of people, the number one cause of people not being able to sustain their weight loss is because psychologically people have this sort of reward system in their head. So they get to a goal weight Very and they true. say, I deserve a reward. And that reward is usually whatever caused the weight gain in the first yeah. place.
1: That's why I put most of my weight back on since going on MetaFast. Cause we did this sort of thing where it was okay. Well, I had lost so much weight. It's okay for me to eat again. But see, I don't have that thing. I can't, it must have been the way I was brought up. I have to finish my plate.
0: Yeah, you uh, are like that. Here. I have to finish everything, and it's, it's a sickness. <laughs> well, you know, my mother, God love her, my mother, and, and, and in her later years, she's become a very good cook. But growing up, she was not. So it was not difficult not to finish the plate, and nor did she make us because she's like, okay, I can only torture these people so much. I'm not going to make them eat all of it. If they eat any of it, I'm happy. But uh, yeah, my mother was not my mo- only Italian woman in existence that does like hated to cook. Uh, she had to she had a supporting and I'm not saying she like put crap in front of us but you know it's like she did what she did the bare minimum of what she had to do to feed her family and not get you know arrested and <laughs> so I, I just I don't have that that thing with uh, uh, you know having to finish my plate I don't have any guilt around that I have um, to
2: tell you I've lost 98 pounds Kevin's you know I know I know wow. And I'm going to tell you that he's what,
0: even done
1: really good on our trips. Cause I come back and I'm really disgusted with myself and he's like, I lost my weight.
2: Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't say it like that. Um,
1: <laughs> on I
0: dress. have to
2: tell you the biggest difference is my attitude. Yes. And my Huge. attitude is that I no longer see a finish line.
0: Right. Exactly.
2: I don't see uh, first of all, I'm not going to tell you where I started and where I am now. Maybe someday I'll feel comfortable doing that. Right. right now it's about 100 pounds and I fluctuate. I also hit plateaus. Mm-hmm, My mm-hmm. difference is I'm looking at this differently. In the past, when I would diet, in air quotes, if I screwed up at 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock in the morning and had a donut, well, the whole the day, day
0: was shot. The whole day was right. gone. Right.
2: And I think to myself, I've allowed myself to say, well, you know what? You had a donut. Mm-hmm. So better have a better lunch. And I don't want, I don't want anyone to ever think that I've mastered
0: this. Right, exactly.
2: All my life I've been overweight, and all my life I've had people who were not overweight point out to me that I should lose weight. And my immediate reaction was something that we don't say on the podcast.
0: (laughs) Without getting an explicit rating, yeah.
2: Right. So I think what's happened now is I've realized that if I'm at a place where I want it, eat it. You don't have to eat the whole thing.
1: Exactly,
0: John
2: exactly. is. If it's in the house,
0: I must it, consume it.
2: I must consume it.
1: And if it's in the house and it's somewhere else, it will haunt me. Right? <laughs> it will <laughs> call me. It will taunt you. Come get me! I'm delicious. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's true, isn't it? It is. But, and I think that's the difference in how we've approached this,
0: right? And you know, and and I I think what you're saying is this is is, ba- is basically what you know I've been doing as well, which is. You know, no more black and white.
2: Now, I am doing the MetaFast, though. I am on a weight loss system. Right, but,
0: but, you know, it's, it's, it's also, but you're training yourself. You're training yourself to, like you said, don't have to eat the whole thing. And, you know, what's sustainable, there's nothing wrong with, you know, weight loss systems that help you get, get that ball rolling. As long as that's not the, 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 the do-all, be-all, end-all of it, because you can't sustain on that. But if you're teaching, I'm trying to teach myself different ways to eat. It's why I'm starting to eat fish. Because, A, I realize that a lot of my, my, my stuff around fish has absolutely nothing to do with fish itself. It has to do with things I heard and learned when I was a kid. Um, and as I'm like opening my mind and experiencing it, I'm like, wow, this is actually really good. I eat calamari now. Mm-hmm. Want to set um, yourself
2: back 100 years? No. Read the side of a Ben and Jerry's container, <laughs> right? And you find out that that Ben and Jerry's <laughs> container contains four portions.
0: But I also, <laughs> oh, cool. I, I also am trying to like find other foods to eat um, that are are different than what I'm used to, that are healthy or healthier than I what I'm you used to eating.
2: I know you don't like vegetables. Will you try something for me?
0: I have been trying more vegetables.
2: Do me a favor. Whatever you're cooking—broccoli, cauliflower, asparagus, any of the hardier vegetables—none of those. Put them on a roasting pan and roast them at 400 degrees for 20 minutes. It gives them a nutty flavor. Or sometimes it gives them a little bit of a crunch, and the texture is different. It makes them. And all you do is sprinkle them with olive oil. So it's a pretty healthy way to cook them. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are people who tell you to only eat them if you steam them. Do you ever have steamed cauliflower?
0: <laughs> no, I, I don't. I, Try it. It's- I had I had mommy dearest experiences with cauliflower mm. cauliflower, broccoli, brussels, sprouts, cream, spinach. These are all things I it's avoid like the plague. Um, it's but, not you, I'm mad at it. It's you know, the dirt. It's like I said, you know, um I, I, I wanted to say that because people are asking me what weight loss program am I on, and I'm like, I'm not. I, I'm just trying to figure out what's sustainable for me. And what's sustainable for me and what works for me is gonna be di- is gonna be different for somebody else. So it's about finding your comfort zone. I also don't set a finish line. I like when you said that. Um, I didn't say to myself, "Okay, I must get down to 180 pounds, or I must get down to 170 pounds," because I don't know how realistic that is. Mm-hmm. I want to be healthier. If so I look, oh, if sorry. it's if it's healthier at 205, and I feel good, and I like the clothes, I like how I look in the clothes I'm wearing. I get to buy the clothes I want to. I want to buy. Fine. If it's 200 wherever i end up doing what i feel comfortable sustaining that i can do going forward i'm fine um i was actually okay at 250 i didn't you know i wasn't like self-loathing um but i wanted to lose some weight
2: the other thing i found that's really helpful is to weigh myself once a month Mm-hmm. otherwise I get wrapped up in the numbers game. That, yeah. And if you lose four pounds one day and the next day you're up five pounds, you think to yourself, why have I done this? What, what's the point? I'm not going anywhere. I fluctuate very, I there's a wide fluctuation in yeah. my day. So it's one of those things that if I don't play with the numbers in my head, I also, as you say, I can't look at this. This has to be a lifetime thing. I'm not in a sprint. Mm-hmm. I, I'm in a long voyage. You know? yes. I'm on a long trip. And I've got to, it's got to remain that way afterwards.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So to answer all those questions, that's what I'm doing. No, not, as Kevin said, definitely not an expert on this stuff. Just telling you what I'm doing, what's working for me. Do you
2: think age has something to do with it? In terms of what? I uh, think to myself, I, I guess I used to feel invincible and that I always had time.
7: The finish line, you mean? No, well, no, I no, mean, no, as far the as real finish line, yeah. yeah a, Make,
2: well, or making the
1: decision to, to do it now, as opposed to in the past when you put, have put it off. Oh, you know what? But we also have—I mean, we've experienced some health issues. You've had problems with your knee. I'm diabetic.
0: Yep. Right. That, was, that, that was a big motivator for me. So
1: what happens is you kind of go, oh, do I want to live with knee pain or hip
2: pain the rest of my life, or do I want to lose a few pounds? Or do, you know, over something that I do have some control over.
0: And also, I'll you know, i I'll, I'll be honest, um, one of the things I'm really enjoying right now is being able to go out and shop for clothes again the way I used to.
2: Do you know what I'm having a problem with? Giving away stuff I like that, that doesn't
0: I, fit anymore. Well, that's it. You, I, I, I had bought a whole business wardrobe suits slacks shirts everything last year and i was heavier at that point than i was when i started losing weight at this point and i can't have any of them altered they would require too, too much, much. I, I would end up with like one huge pocket in the back of my you know back of my <laughs> pants so I put those
1: big paper clips on <laughs> kind
2: of like joan river's eyes are on the side of her head yeah, well, yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> exactly and and that i uh you know so, I mean, st- there's stuff like that. And then there are pieces of, you know, clothing that, you know, I really liked that I, I really can't, I can't wear anymore. But then, you know, it's why God made retail. And, you know, I have really been, I, I'll tell you something. When I got into a pair of 36s and the 36s are starting to get a little loose on me, um, that for me was huge because this time last year I was a 46. And so that felt really good. And there is something about that. Every time I put on a pair of those pants, every time I put on a shirt that I ask myself, oh, God, I'm going to look like a sausage if I put this on, and then I put it on, and I don't. I'm like, okay. That feels really nice to me, and that's motivating to me D- and different people will find different motivation
5: right you know that that is a great motivator you're going to feel and and the more that happens, the more it's going to encourage you to continue the lifestyle and to continue finding different foods to eat that are interesting, not punishing yourself if you slip exactly feeling good about like Kevin said you're not on a sprint this is not i got to lose thirty pounds for this cruise. Or, whatever, or for a Disney vacation. No, I'm just going to start eating healthier and changing things and not putting all these toxins in my body for the long run. Okay, I'm, not a,
2: I'm not opposed to toxins. But those
1: huge, <laughs> those,
5: <laughs> those huge jumps, the, the the putting on the, 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 the clothing that now fit that would never have fit a, right. a year ago. Um, like you said, getting on that scale once a month—if even if that—and See, seeing those that. changes, there are going to be ebbs and flows. You can't hate yourself because of it, you know. See, and
0: I and I and I and I've gotten there because I I will weigh myself every day, every two days, and I know I shouldn't. I do it every day. Um, but you know I uh uh, and this happened the other day where I got on the scale. You know, I had been you know two oh six, and I got on the scale and I was two oh nine, and I'm like,
2: damn. But I'm, haven't you gone out to dinner? And, That's exactly what happened. And you eat like there's no tomorrow and you get on the scale the next day and you've lost weight. But then 3 days later when you've had lettuce and carrot sticks and you know you've walked for miles and you're up and you think, "Wait, It's all. It's not all. It
0: fluctuates. Right. It's not
2: all cause and effect immediately. Right.
1: I don't understand how if I could eat a pound of Oreos, it equates to ten pounds on the scale. (laughs) How does that happen?
5: If you if you go and walk, let's say you guys are doing two days in the park, and you guys go and walk for two days in the park, um, you're going to lose weight right away, and then, like you said, four days later, you're going to get back on that scale, not changing your diet at all. Get back on the scale. And why am I up 10 pounds? Well, because you just increased your muscle mass and muscle from that two days of walking, you increase the muscle mass and that muscle weighs so much more than fat. fat does, yep. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, the healthier That's you why. get sometimes the heavier you get muscle, and it's, yes. not heavy. it's not bad. It's not bad.
0: There's yes, that, incredibly that. muscular.
2: <laughs> However, the whatever scale the doctor uses, the insurance scale, I'm supposed to weigh 178 pounds. Yeah. If I weigh 178 pounds, call, it's cancer. call my... It's yeah, my Exactly. Right. It's stage four. <laughs> right.
0: uh, it's bigger problems than losing weight. All right. Well, that's my rapid fire. John, what do you have?
1: Uh, in lieu of our recent discussion about the Disney Fantasy, there's tons of discounts for Disney Cruise Line. <laughs> Oh, someone dropped
0: their Sean, <laughs> Sean was so shocked. He <laughs> dropped his pearls. So dropped about his that? Purse.
2: <laughs> he has one big pearl. <laughs>
1: um, a lot of these discounts are actually on uh, Disney Magic mm-hmm. out of Galveston. They cannot fill these ships. So um, if you have the opportunity to sail or you're interested.
0: Pretty soon they're going to be paying paying you to go on these Galveston cruises. Pretty much.
1: <laughs> Seven-night sailing starting at 599 $599 per person September wow. through November. Uh, hurricane cop- season.
5: <laughs> <Yeah>. Every <laughs> time he says Galveston, that country song play Galveston. Oh, Gal- it just plays in my head and I hate it. Would you please stop talking about this? Uh,
1: <laughs> cop- uh, complimentary upgrade to veranda stateroom on the country song cruises.
2: <laughs> country song is
1: <laughs> I can't say the word now. Book a veranda stateroom for the price of an ocean view. Um, there's uh, kids sail free, six and eight night sailings out of Galveston. This is for the first quarter of the year, January to March. So they're really looking to fill those cruises. One thing, if you're a DVC member, there's currently the DVC cash offer. As a DVC member, you can pay cash for your cruise, and it's $135 per person per night. Those are on select sailings through December. And if you're lucky enough to be a Florida resident, tons of discounts out there. Yeah, a lot of them out there. After the end of the year. And great prices, $95 per guest per night on a four-night sailing. So there's some opportunities out there to get on a cruise if you're interested, if you're looking for it, and if you have the uh,
2: ability to be flexible in your sailings.
0: Great. Thank you, John. Kevin.
2: Uh, Mine is about the Disney uh, snacks. There is a group out there called the Center for Science in the Public Interest, mm-hmm. and they are slamming Disney for putting characters on unhealthy snack food. Oh, Lord. Uh, one of the things they mention is Pillsbury Halloween sugar cookies, which have an image of Cinderella's glass slipper baked right in. And there's packs of lollipops, fruit chews, and candy rolls featuring Disney stars like Buzz Lightyear. Disney has taken the step to take their characters off 85% of the food that they um, put out. However, they've uh, decided to keep 15%. And the Center for Science in the Public Interest, that's not even a good acronym, they've decided that 15% is too much. And they're asking Disney to take characters off of unhealthy snacks. And Disney has said no.
3: Well, I mean, they, they keep running into this. Didn't they take away the Happy Meals from McDonald's at one point because yep. of the same thing? Yep. Uh, well, this never... is
1: why I'm fat. I'm fat because I'm eating Cinderella.
3: <laughs> <laughs> she not, lives within you.
0: <laughs> that's not why.
2: That's not why. When was the last time you ate Cinderella? There's <laughs> well, slippers
1: on things.
0: <laughs> no, doesn't make I, fat. um... Uh, I'm waiting for the uh, Marlboro Mickey cigarettes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, it's got to fit. It's got to be like Woody. That's right.
2: Cereal soon. (laughs) What do you think, Buzz?
5: (laughs) You know, I, I, I didn't eat cereal because I had a thing for Captain Crunch. I ate cereal because it was friggin' good. Right. You know? It's. It, i i don't i this is like this, this is, you're, I, I, there's there's studies
2: right? and studies and studies about how advertising affects kids and, this is and what, i don't think you're going to get a 6-year-old to say he wants the cereal cuz mickey or a girl to say because cinderella's on it i think it's much more subliminal than I th- that.
3: i think out of every company that even produces food disney is the best with this type of thing because of these groups, they keep hammering at them and they keep making these changes. But also, like I said, they took away in the past and look at the Disney channel. There's no advertisements for that kind of right. stuff on exactly. the Disney I'm channel. I'm not
2: saying whether I agree or disagree, but I don't, I think to myself, it, you, they're not putting grumpy old men on cereal boxes. Right.
0: Oh, Captain Crunch. Captain Crunch was a man. Captain Crunch is not I a thought, grumpy old I man. I thought Captain Crunch was the creepy old guy that lived up the street when I was a kid.
2: That's okay. <laughs> I didn't like the little leprechaun.
0: Well, he, From was, the Lucky yeah, Charms. he was pretty. Yeah, he, he, he was yeah. like
2: Chucky. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but there's a, there was this a whole a huge discussion. There's
0: so many places.
2: I like Count
1: Chocula because I thought he was gay. <laughs> I related <laughs> to <laughs> Count Chocula.
0: He was. He came out a few years ago. <laughs> did, yeah. he, did he, he really? Yeah, Count Chocula. Him and Booberry. In, <laughs> bro- Him and Booberry. <laughs> there, was a
2: huge, there was a huge discussion a while ago. Disney has put out these um, new dolls. And they're much more modern. However, they are basically stick figures with heads. Mm -hmm. And there was some discussion over, does that really affect, how does that affect the body image of girls? I mean, the studies have been done that if Barbie was a real person, she would not be able to stand up because her feet are so small.
0: She'd be, well, she'd also be, chain-smoking parliaments wearing a momo,
2: Right. And, you know, <laughs> she would have breasts, you know, that wouldn't, her body wouldn't be able to hold them up. So I think there's a lot of stuff about how kids react to that and and how they see it. So I, I think Disney does a good job, and I think everybody could probably do better, you know?
0: So, but I think Disney does better than most. I mean, yeah. honestly, it's...
2: But who else? I mean, who else? Hanna-Barbera is not going to put, you know, Yogi Bear... Uh, they're just not big enough to do that. Disney is a huge target.
0: Right. Yep. Exactly.
2: So uh, Disney also, I mean, I think kids are born knowing who Mickey Mouse is, and I'm not sure how that happens. They seem to be, you know, know immediately, but I think Disney does a good job of it. And I think Disney gets credit for offering healthier snacks in the park. They I think do. Disney should be shot for whole wheat rolls.
5: But I that's agree just,
0: with you. Give me, uh, give me the choice. If
2: I'm going to eat a hot dog.
5: Is it the role that's the problem? <laughs> yeah, right. right. And and isn't it isn't when you're on vacation at a theme park the time you can indulge? No. Like that's when little Johnny and Mary should eat carrots. No, they, they, they don't. They, they, they garbage down McDonald's and 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 whatever fast. That's food the reward system that makes week. kids
2: fat. You can't reward kids for with food. You don't get a break from eating a healthy lifestyle, and that's kind of where I'm going. If you do it, you make up for it the next day. I have always rewarded myself. I'll do yard work, but then I'm going to Dairy Queen, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I think rewarding yourself with food, food. I have to. I've tried to look at food as fuel. Mm. I don't because my gas, my car runs right. I don't fill it up when it's already full, Mm -hmm. Mm. and I know that's a ridiculous example. No, it's a good example. But you don't put more gas in your car than your gas will hold. I like to top off the tank every once in a while. Is that not right? (laughs) Eat Cinderella.
3: (laughs) (laughs)
0: Cinderella, you made a chocolate. (laughs) I
2: just think, I don't, I think that's one of the things that people have to stop doing. If you do this, you can have this. And I think that whole vacation thing. Helps people lose track of their healthy eating.
1: However, I think the problem is, is that kids are presented with you can have a hamburger with French fries, or you can hamburger with this tiny bag of grapes that's been around since the dawn of time, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and really. you think to yourself, I don't want the grapes. <laughs>
5: Yeah, I don't know. For me, if not, again, the the kid that, that, you know, your parents serve them McNuggets and fries all week long, and then on vacation, that's when the parents are going to decide to make the healthy choice, and, oh, we'll go with the carrots. Again, I just think, you know, Disney isn't going to change that parent's mind, being there for a week, feeding their kids carrots. Again, on vacation, at a theme park, that's when you get the opportunity to eat the garbage food. That's when it's fun. That's what I expect when I go to a ball game, to a theme park, to a place like right. that.
2: But they're not wrapping carrots and celery in whole wheat rolls. They're taking a hot dog. Right. Yeah. Right. It's, it's
5: insanity. It's, it's insanity. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: Cow, cow lips and ears and eyes, <laughs> and right. they're putting in a whole wheat roll like that's going to make it better for I, me.
5: I agree. I agree. Yeah, it's 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 horrendous. It's uh, again, again, we're talking about two extremes here. You've got right. the folks that, you know, thin um, Cinderella is a bad image for little girls. Yet, uh, Jane Smoak Barbie, yeah, is not it's not good either. Right, right, and 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 um. Uh, and characters on on uh, you know uh, uh, unhealthy food is a bad image for. So wait, wait again, parent. How about your parent? How about you tell your child that? Well, you know, if you want to look like uh, thin Cinderella, that's cool. And you know, but maybe not go that far. And then you know, don't eat every cream puff in the cu- cabinet. How about eat one? You know, how about parent? Yeah, Disney is not my parent. Parent, exactly. I, I do your don't, job. Do your job. Well, do not have like kids. they're
2: forcing grapes up kids' noses or anything. I agree. They're just making that option if you want it available. However, if I go to Casey's, I don't have an option for a real role.
5: Right, and that's exactly
4: my point.
0: Right, right. yeah. Don't don't feed give me choices. Give me choices. Let me make the decision. All right. Thank you, Kevin. Sean, what do you have?
4: All right. So uh, people in Disneyland can now get Earl of Sandwich because it is opening this weekend at Downtown Disney. I think they're actually in soft openings right now. Yeah. Uh, I think last night they were open for a few hours.
0: Our Disneyland team is very excited about this. Yeah, I would
3: be too. And children will be attracted to the Earl. It's a reward. <laughs> thing, yeah,
1: oh, Yeah. let's hope children are attracted to the Earl. <laughs> That's a whole different set of problems. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay, that got creepy really. I'm sorry. <laughs>
3: okay, thank you, Sean. That's my loaf, governor. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Well... <laughs> Well, mine's a little less uh, controversial than the others. Uh, Yeah, I'll be the judge of that. (laughs) Yeah, let's see what we take it. Uh, (laughs) um, The uh, Kilimanjaro Safaris, as you know, has taken out the final scene with uh, Little Red in the back of the truck, and now they're putting in the zebra savanna. And they... Have the zebras in place now? The staging is not ready. Guess- are they abandoning that ridiculous storyline? Yes, they are. Oh, thank you. Oh, no, do you is- remember
2: how gruesome it was when it first started? Oh
3: yeah, you like the thing was like bleeding and well, whatnot.
2: Well, they put the food, the lion food, in the, a fake zebra carcass.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: When yeah. it first opened, there was a zebra carcass with lion food inside <laughs> right. that you couldn't see, and the lions were chowing
3: down on zebra. Now they have the the zebras. Right now, are getting acclimated. Um, they, I'm not sure exactly when. They're planning to open that. I think they have to... They're in the
0: green room getting ready.
3: (laughs) But um, just in case you didn't know, they did used to have zebras at Kilimanjaro Safaris. Do you know why they went away?
5: The lions kept eating them? (laughs) The (laughs) political climate in Florida?
3: (laughs) (laughs) So we are trying to get controversial here. Um, No, they, they were on the savanna, that portion where you see the giraffes and all those kind of animals. And apparently the zebras were... Not very social They didn't like the other animals And they don't play nice And they didn't play nice And they wouldn't come out So now they have their own Dedicated area
2: Aren't there zebras At Animal Kingdom Like if you go out back And look in the yard
1: At the lodge (laughs) I'm pretty sure if you take the e- south exit, you can find a couple of zebra hanging out <laughs> on, your,
5: on your way to your car. If you look left, <laughs> whatever a you call it, them. Like, can't you see them from the back?
1: antisocial zebra smoking? <laughs> right.
2: uh,
5: they pack. Got leather jackets on, right.
2: switchblade combs. <laughs> a turf Is this grease <laughs> again? Can't you see them? The out in, aren't there zebras out back there? I don't know.
3: No, not They'll that pay I'm aware. That much of. attention. I
1: didn't even know they were missing.
2: Yep. Apparently, I thought I saw them. Maybe they were floaters.
3: That was a big thing because Animal Kingdom had those billboards for the longest time that had zebras on them. And everyone says, well, where are the zebras? Filthy liars. Yeah. So now we have zebras. All right. Well, the soon. Animal
2: Kingdom logo has a, a dragon in it.
0: Right. Right. That's right. That was for Beastly Kingdom. Yeah.
2: Uh, they haven't changed it. No. So the zebra thing might not
0: have been a big deal. All right. Thank you, Dustin. Yeah. Kevin, you said you had one.
2: Yeah. I got
5: uh, mermaid corpses. Mermaid corpse. Oh yeah, at, uh, yeah,
0: Pirates of the Caribbean. That's um, right.
5: They added. Uh, they shut down Pirates overnight, and they added a new show, if you will, to <laughs> the um, <laughs> to uh, the portion right after you get on the ride. Essentially, um, as you're going around the little beach where there's the uh, the dead pirates. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's now a mermaid corpse. We have dead mermaids, and you hear them. You hear them singing, and a, and apparently there's going to be a fact where they're swimming uh
1: you know, past your boat. I've seen that. I've seen the reflection oh, cool. projection mm-hmm. in the water of them sort of swimming past
5: yeah. the boat. It is kinda of cool. It's a it's it's a nice twist. I love the uh, the mermaid song. Um, you know, that yep. that is it is part of your world Yeah, the mermaid corpse has always so it, has, it's, has, has it's red like Jody hair Benson corpse out. that's
2: uh thing of a bob's all over <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Crushed and <laughs>
0: Mermaid carnage. (laughs) Scuttle is picking out her eyeballs.
6: (laughs) Wow. Okay. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Kevin. Tommy, you have one? Yeah, I do. Um, So there is a a media invite um, of some kind I've gotten a hold of uh, talking about the Test Track grand opening on December 6th. Mm -hmm. Um, There is also Splitsville grand opening media preview December 7th. Now, I find this interesting because if you've seen Splitsville recently and I'm going to try to get some um really recent pictures up um <laughs> the uh, exterior is not done the interior the last time I looked which admittedly was about 2 weeks ago maybe 3 um <laughs> it was still gutted inside there was there was nothing taking shape you can see through the through the crack in the uh construction wall and uh so but nonetheless this is kind of out there so um But this this is put out by Disney that it's it's a grand opening media preview. So I don't know if that actually means it's gonna be open or if they're gonna parade the press in front of it and be like, Hey look, this is gonna be Splitsville. Well let's face it, it's a bowling alley. They
1: need plywood and dirty shoes. (laughs) What do you really need to finish a bowling alley?
6: Well, this has been under construction forever, it seems. Also They um,
2: turn the fantasy around in one day.
3: (laughs) Yeah,
6: yeah. Um, so that, that was just mine that, that, that is out there there's been some discussion on the internet about it is it you know is it opening isn't it I don't see how it will but the, Disney put something out saying grand grand opening media preview on December 7th alright thank you uh, Tommy thank you everybody
0: that will do it for Rapid Fire that will also do it for this episode of the Diz Unplugged we hope you enjoyed it we'll be back with you again next time with another edition thanks for listening and remember stay out of the damn place.